Hey, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I just want to share with you what some are saying are the oldest burials. Throw some commentary in as well. I want to say also thanks for being here. Join us daily. Share with your friends, family, church family. Subscribe and leave a five-star review. just helps people find us. This is National Geographic by Kristen Romey, R-O-M-E-Y. And I remember preaching in Gaithersburg, Maryland, many years ago, right up the street from National Geographic. So it says this, An extinct human species that lived hundreds of thousands of years ago may have deliberately buried its dead and carved meaningful symbols deep in a South African cave. Advanced behaviors generally deemed unique to Neanderthals and modern Homo sapiens. If confirmed, the burials would be the earliest yet known by at least 100,000 years. And that's talking about Homo naledi, N-A-L-E-D-I. Now, among scientists, there is currently, and I'm a consider myself a creationist, obviously a biblicist, uh, diversity between Neanderthals, Homo sapiens. Constantly in my studies, Neanderthals are seen to be uh, more and more human-like, and some saying there's no difference at all. Some would say even Neanderthals are just humans with that had like rickets. They had a like a mineral deficiency. Homo naledi is either humans or uh, an extinct ape, but many don't you know that don't believe in transitional fossils and all that. Like myself, would say obviously it's not a transitional thing. Um, but let's just take a look. It's really cool. And also, I'm a young earth creationist, so these dates I wouldn't necessarily agree with. But this is interesting to study nonetheless because we don't need to ignore evidence that's out there. And uh, we need to just prayerfully study it and incorporate it into a biblical worldview. So, if confirmed, the burials would be the earliest yet known by at least 100,000 years. The claims made today in two research papers uploaded to the preprint server BioRixiv, R-X-I-V, were also announced by paleoanthropologist Lee Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R, at a conference at Stony Brook University in New York. And boy, I really like upstate New York. I'm not sure Stony Brook's upstate, but I've always had in my mind it was. The publications come eight years after Berger, or Berger, it may be, first reported the discovery of a new hominin species inside the Rising Star Cave System, 25 miles northwest of Johannesburg. Named Homo naledi, the species is characterized by its small size, including a brain roughly a third the size of today's humans, and a baffling mix of very old and relatively modern anatomical features. The skeletal remains, now you have to remember, in Africa to this day, you have like pygmies, and then isn't it the, is it the Watusis that's very t- tall, or the, uh, I'm not sure, the Hutus, it's also very tall. So a lot of this is DNA, same with skin color and other various characteristics. The skeletal remains discovered in the cave are concentrated in a single hard-to-reach subsystem and are dated to between 335,000 and 241,000 years ago, a period when modern humans were just beginning to emerge in Africa. Of course, I wouldn't believe that from scriptural evidence. The more I study scripture, it's just amazing. We found the cultural space of a non-modern human species. The research is sponsored by the National Geographic Society, where Berger is exploring ref- residents. 
composite skeleton of Honolulatius surrounded by some of the hundreds of other bone fragments found in the cave. Scientists have identified more than 18 individuals ranging from infants to elderly. Berger's team raised the possibility of intentional burials in 2015 when it first announced the discovery of Homo nolati. That seemed the most plausible explanation for how more than 1,800 bone fragments ended up deep in an underground chamber reachable only by a four-story vertical drop through a seven-and-a-half-inch uh, wide slot the length of a pencil they dubbed the chute. That's really amazing, isn't it? Moreover, the position in it, in tactness of some skeletal remains suggests that the dead may have been carefully laid out on the floor of the chamber rather than tossed down the chute to collect as a jumble of bones at its base. Many experts were skeptical that a small-brained hominin could engage in such human-like behavior, suggesting instead that the remains washed into the cave, the flood maybe, or were carried inside by predators. The bone fragment showed no traces of gnaw marks, an analysis of the cave environment and sediments ruled out water deposition. So, so maybe not the flood. Other skeptics suggested that modern humans, who likely overlapped with Homo naledi in southern Africa for at least 50,000 years, may have carried the bodies into the chute or some other passage that since collapsed. But since the Rising Star team found no signs of modern humans and no evidence of a secondary entrance, and it's got a, a very good graph here, the researchers returned to Rising Star in 2017 began to make a series of discoveries that have not been fully revealed uh, until now. Um, Homo naledi bone fragments may belong to one or more individuals in shallow pits that cut through the layers of the cave floor and don't follow its natural slope, evidence suggesting that the pits were dug. In addition, the composition of fill material in the pits differs from surrounding sediments. One group of bones was excavated in complete blocks, stabilized in plaster, CT scans, and I love modern science and archaeology, revealed the remains of at least three individuals, including an older juvenile. The youth's remains appear undisturbed and remarkably intact, including 30 teeth, and I find this amazing incorrect order. Two series of partial ribs, a right foot, ankle, and lower limb bones. Near a partial right hand is a rock that researchers hypothesize may be a stone artifact or tool. But some outside experts dismiss the association outright. And you can see the tension, but I mean not a grievous tension, but you know that not everybody's on the same page here. Um, arguments around deliberate interment of the dead often hinge on differences between what scientists call mortuary behavior and funerary behavior, says Andre Gonclaves, who studies how animals interact with the dead. Chips and elephants, chimps and elephants, for example, display mortuary behavior when they watch over a dead body or physically interact with it, expecting it to come back to life. Funerary behavior, by contrast, involves intentional social acts by beings capable of complex thought who understand themselves to be separate from the natural world who recognize the significance of the deceased. Until now, the earliest recorded evidence of funerary behavior and intentional burial among hominid species, including both modern humans and Neanderthals, was at least 100,000 years after Homo naledi. It's got a great picture here, and it says, Team members hailed as underground astronauts navigate the narrow chutes 
depleting or remote chambers that have yielded more than 1,800 fragments of fossil bones. The job requires a slim physique, seven and a half inches wide. It's unbelievable. How would you even get in here? I'm looking at it. Reminds me of those children in Thailand that were trapped. The Navy SEALs had to get. That was really amazing. Humans are really peculiar as a primate because we bury our dead. No other primate seems to do it. And I know dogs aren't primates, but they sure bury bones and stuff. External experts who reviewed the papers for National Geographic raised a variety of concerns around the evidence for deliberate burial. Some still maintain that water could have washed the bone fragments into natural depressions of the gate floor, which then filled with sediment over the years. It says anthropologist John Hawks, a Rising Star team member and co-author of the papers, the strongest evidence we have is burials disrupt the existing stratigraphy stratigraphy of the cave. Another critique involves the state of the bones, most of which are dispersed and disconnected. Most of the displacements can't be explained by the natural course of decomposition. So there's that. And that was by paleoanthropologist Maria Martinen Torres, who studied the oldest known human burial in Africa. That's pretty cool right there, isn't it? Oldest known uh, burial in Africa. I'm uh, adding that to my reading list. Um, and they've got some more just amazing pictures here. Um, even uh, Gonclave says, let's just wait and see. Um, boy, they got just crawling out of the... Oh, don't, don't do this if you've got uh, claustrophobia. Yeah, don't. One person, Lee Berger, said he had to lose 55 pounds to get through a certain thing. Now, here's another super cool thing. In the second paper, researchers described another new discovery, abstract shapes and patterns etched in the cave walls near the presumed burials. The inscribed surfaces appear to have been prepared with a substance smoothed, and some of the markings had been erased and engraved indicating they were made over a period of time. The nature of the cave's dolomitic limestone walls make the dating very difficult. Researchers can see it would be challenging to assess where the engravings are contemporary with Homo Nalati burial evidence from only a few meters away. Archaeologist Curtis Marian notes that the particular cross-hatched designs that appear on the cave walls are very similar to designs found in later Homo sapien sites in the region, as well as indigenous Khoisan imagery. There is certain imagery, like there's a YouTube video, it's very famous, maybe like a TED Talk, of uh, all over Europe, and maybe other places as well, that uh, they have the same uh, carvings on walls and funerary practices, trying to figure out what that is. But yeah, just tremendous pictures here of the carvings. Got some close-ups. So in a third paper, Berger and his colleagues synthesized their burial and rock art data to challenge another long-held assumption, held assumption that bigger brains mean more complex behavior, such as making tools, managing fire, and creating symbols. Fossil record shows that relative brain size of many hominid populations increased over the course of two million years, topping off with Homo sapiens, while the modern adult male brain has a capacity of roughly 1,500 cubic centimeters, Homo naledi's brain was less than 600. If this small-brained hominid 
did in fact engage in advanced behavior such as deliberate burial, creation of symbols associated with those burials. Researchers argue that brain size shouldn't be a major factor in, in determining whether hominin species is capable of complex cognition. And from a biblical viewpoint, for all in the image of God, then that would be the case. Um, let me just read this paragraph. I'll have some disagreements with it, but it's got so much information, I think it's beneficial. Many key developments in human evolution, they point out, occurred among small-brained hominins, including the creation of distinct stone tools, the initial expansion out of Africa and Asia, the use of fire. In addition, another small-brained species, Homo florensiensis, I think I've got a podcast or two on that, there's an known to have used tools and fire, Brain structure and wiring, they argue, may have played a more important role than a brain size. Boy, it's just got amazing pictures and reconstructions. And so at the end of the day, it's fascinating. It's uh, amazing. It's tremendous. But what can we learn from it? Well, maybe... We don't know yet. We've got the evidence, but incorporating the evidence into a coherent, uh, truthful context. And uh, that's pretty incredible. Another article on here is a 1.5 million year old bone may be the earliest evidence of cannibalism by human ancestor. The fossilized shin bone shows clear signs of butchery. So uh, there you have it. That's about right for man. I also have a neat thing, the strange saga of Hal Damar, the Russian spy whale. Yeah, knowledge shall increase. But anyhow, God bless you. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you being here. And uh, again, check out our other podcast and subscribe. And most are about uh, proofs of Christianity in the Bible. This would be that tangentially. So God bless. We'll talk with you later. Bye-bye.